Hey, this is Shantaya, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. First thing I'm going to say is, uh, did you have a good weekend? Yes, I did. I mean, it's kind of technically still the weekend because it's Labor Day weekend. So it's an extra long, great weekend. <laughs> I, w- I want to ask you, did you sip on Grey Goose whiskey? Did you get a little bit tipsy? <laughs> hey, I did drink a little bit of whiskey. So no Grey Goose, but a little bit of whiskey. So, so, so you're not even following your song. You're not even doing what your song says. No, and no. honestly, it's like usually provincial vodka now instead yeah. of Grey Goose. So. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you go up to perform it on stage, you're going to have to change. It's like you change the lyrics. People are like, I, I thought it was Grey Goose. Why don't you yeah. do it? Why don't you change the lyrics? And <laughs> Pretty then like, much. Cri- Crystal looks at you as if to go like, yeah, you didn't, we didn't go over this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's funny because I was actually having a conversation with Crystal. Okay. And you know Crystal. And Crystal was, I was like, Crystal, you'll never guess who we got on. She was like, who do you have on? I was like, okay, first, lose the attitude. <laughs> and she was like, she's like, don't tell me what to do. I was like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that uh, sounds like Crystal. Told, <laughs> and then I told her, she was like, yeah, she owes me money. And I was like, oh, for real? Does she owe you money? And she's like, no, you're so gullible. I was like, women are mean. <laughs> Just said, it's what we the, do. Yeah, I sent her the Joey, women are mean. She was like, yeah, okay, you're gullible. I was like, all right, whatever, Crystal, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, now- I am not a child prodigy, but when I look at some of the facts here that you've got in your bio, I was like, man, age two singing. And it was like, yeah. uh, if I look at it here, I'm just making sure I've got an age six guitar and yeah. then age nine writing songs. It's like, I will make the reference to anyone who ever comes on that says they write songs when they're like below 15. Why are you writing about at nine? Honestly, you know what? For me, the first song I ever recall writing was my, my great grandpa was sick. And we were going to visit him. And I think it was when we came back. So they, they live in BC, that side of the family. And so we went to go see him kind of before he was really ill. And coming home, I was just like kind of imagining life like without him. And I was just in a really emotional state. And I sat down and started writing a song. I think it was called Without You. Okay. Yeah. So, yep, at nine years old. <laughs> yeah, that's deep. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a little bit deep. I, I told I told Robin Adelini when she was on, I was like, because again, I feel like all you guys start running young and if you're passionate about it, great. But I was like, man, when I was maybe 13 and I was like, man, what do I want to do with my life? I think yeah. I sat down and wrote one song and then realized I don't play guitar. I can't sing. So I was like, oh yeah, well, I'll sell this to someone. And then they're like, oh yeah, let me hear it. And I'm like, uh, on a cold, dark night. Hang on a half pipe, and they're like, oh, <laughs> "You're like sounds- reciting a poem." Yeah, and they're like, and they're like, they're like, "Oh man, that sounds great." What else do you got? I'm like, "That's literally all it." And they're like, "We gave you a year." I was like, "Nothing yeah. really happened in the year, so I kind of stopped." <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be one day that I'll finish it, and they'll be like, "When did you start this?" I'm like, "Oh, I started at 16 and finished it at 40," and then it's like, <laughs> but no one ever took it. And then like someone's like, "Oh, well, that sounds like a songwriter to me." I'm like, "No, no, no. I'm not saying that I wrote other songs. I'm saying that." It took that long to write this one song. They're like, we can't sign you. You suck. I'd be like, that's fair. It's fair. Um, you can have like a hundred songs in your catalog and they're still yeah. like, we won't sign you. When you're at, I believe you said, or I said it was age three. Did you sing before you could talk? Was it almost like one of those things where it was like, okay, I want you to say mom and dad. Mom, dad. Yeah. Like, is something wrong with her? Why is she singing to us? Honestly, yeah. Well, my parents said that like when I was really young and it's funny because Until you start seeing like your own nieces and nephews, like 
kind of go through those stages, like when they start to talk, when they start to laugh, like those kinds of things. I didn't really understand because they were like, oh, you had such good diction, such good pronunciation at like two and a half years old. And like, then you were singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, like my, my middle. So I've got two older brothers, the middle child, he was in singing lessons and he'd come home and he'd be rehearsing and practicing. I think he was even taking piano. And I was just like, like singing and making up my own songs and, and wanting to be like this, the center of attention all the time. So they were like, okay, well, we'll put her, we'll put her in singing lessons. Were you, did you say you were the youngest? Yeah, I'm the baby of the family. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I, I feel you. I have two older brothers. And it's like when, we go, back and, when we go back and look at home videos, it's like, I'm sure when you're younger, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like, we love Brian. It's like, and then when you're older, like, man, you took so much goddamn attention away from us. I'm like, I'm yeah. three. Relax. Yeah. I, know. I, I didn't Actually, know. That's so funny. I was, we were just, I don't know. My mom just came across some like Christmas home videos and yeah, I must've been like three or four. And it's so funny because we're still all kind of the same. Like my oldest brother's, he'll speak his mind and be like blunt and, and kind of get to the point. And then my middle brother, he just like, doesn't say anything. He's very like, but then he'll kind of have that little sparkle in his eye where he's being a little mischievous, but it's very like sneakily. And then I'm just out there. Like, I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. And we're all still like that. It's just funny that like, we were like that when we were so little and we're all still like that. It's funny because when you're mentioning about this, it's kind of like, I guess, kind of eerie because I was just finding out old VHSs and we put them on like DVDs and I was like, okay, well now I have a MacBook and I was trying to do something for this podcast for like when I turned 30, which is like in October and I wanted to do just something like a little bit fun. And I was like, oh, let's go back and look at some VHSs, but you can't, they're on CDs. So then I had to convert it from a CD to you know, putting it on whatever format. So I'm going through it and I see like Christmas concerts and I was like, this is good stuff. So I upload on Facebook, tagged a whole bunch of my high school friends. And then they thought it was interesting. But like the one thing that I will still hold against anyone that says this is we had one girl and the song is from the tip of your nose to your big fat toes. And you (laughs) see the whole crowd, like everyone that we graduate with go down and touch their feet. This Uh girl was like my, like, way ahead of us what did she do she just took her back leg put it up back so we look like we're all bowing and she's just like yeah you guys are losers i'm just gonna take my leg and, put and i was just like okay and then of course she was when you're, in- innovative yeah and then of course when you're that young like your parents are dressing you up top notch for like a graduation so then you yeah. see me and this other dude just like we're supposed to be performing and i'm just like no you're you're it's like your tie's not right it's like yeah well you had a bow tie and you just see two of us just like messing around with each other's stuff i'm like we were really into fashion. It's like, no, we were just clueless. And we just thought like, yeah, parents are here to see us, but screw it. And also <laughs> just like defying, time. like, like I remember being young and especially with the guys in our class, like yeah. just do the opposite of what the teacher says all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I think it was funny because like when we were younger and we were allowed to pick where you seat or whatever, when you're like in the younger grades, so you have the girls yeah. that want to sit next to girls, guys. And yeah, Brian did not think that way. Brian was like, there's a whole row of girls there. I'm just going to tag my... And then, and then like, years later, now it's like, if you see a girl, it's almost like, hey, Brian, you're going to go talk to... Nah, it's like, they're having drinks, let them alone. It's like, you can just Switched. go over and say hello. I'm just like, no, see, my peak was when I was eight. And I was like... like <laughs> that so was I'm my here. comedy 
sense right there. Like yeah, no, you're yeah. like trying to ch- it, like channel your inner eight year old. Yeah, I'm just like, see, at eight, the worst that could happen is the girl says, "Ew, Brian," and then that defeats you. For, like, five, yeah, like for five <laughs> minutes, you're like, "Oh my god!" But like as an older person, hey, can I get you a drink? It's like, no, we're good. I'm just like the um, anxiety like creeps yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I feel now with COVID and stuff, it's just that much worse. It's like, oh hey. yeah, it's like, hey, you're not in my inner circle. I'm like, oh. I was never in your inner circle. It's like, relax. Dude, I know. It's, and even just like the amount of time we've all spent at home and just like not done anything and now going back out into the world and like doing things, it's like, how do I act? (laughs) I have moments where even before COVID, and I'm sure this is like on Instagram and people have posted it, but it's like you're walking in the street and you forget what you do with your hands or your arms mm-hmm. and i'm just still like i'm just like i know someone that i graduated with and you're walking down the street you're like swing your arms oh wait don't swing your arms yeah yeah <laughs> like what am i don't... doing yeah you become hyper aware of like every limb on your body yeah yeah uh, i want to ask too because i thought this was actually really interesting when we were doing a little bit of research here i tell people i don't like to do a lot of research because right. if i'm wrong it's like well blame it on the internet but yeah. if I'm right, it's like, great for me. But like, <laughs> I realized that it said here that like, you were actually the voice, like they wanted you to audition for the voice, like twice yeah. or many times. And you basically <laughs> said no. Now, I, I as a podcaster, <laughs> like that kind of idea of someone being like, hey, it's like, go on here and this will help you. And you're like, no, screw that. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. But like, how hard was that to kind of do? And, and I would say I'd like kind of split it down the middle a little bit there. Like I wanted to, but it was yeah. also like, I was in the middle of working with, I was working with a team. We were kind of on a, on a path. We were, we were, you know, I had a couple of record label showcases and there were some things happening that I, I was pretty content. Like this was the first time the voice reached out to me. I was pretty content with where I was at. I was like, I had a phone call with her and she even said like, oh, you're in Canada. That makes it really difficult. Like, let me know when you're in the U S and. It's kind of like, no, that's, like, that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm kind of happy with where I'm at right now. Uh, since then, I, I've auditioned for both. Well, I haven't auditioned for The Voice. I have, I have been approached again by them, but I've auditioned for American Idol, for casting producers and stuff. It's always interesting when you, like, look at the, co- like, the cons, pros and cons of being yeah. on a show like that. Just for me, I've been in the, in the business side of the music business for so long and just knowing, like, what that looks like, like winning one of those shows isn't always super glamorous and TV makes it out to look like super glamorous, but it's just, there's always like pros and cons with anything like that. Like, you know, you get signed into a deal that might not be like completely in your favor. I don't know. Cause I've never been there, but like yeah. you hear stories. So well, no, no, it, it's fair. And like, I hopefully like, I, I feel like I'm not saying it out of the, the cuff here. Cause they've said it on their own episodes, but like the new law brothers went down and they auditioned for, I think it was the voice. I, I, I'm not, or no, it was America's got talent, but they weren't okay. allowed to tell people because it was like, you know, well in advance. And then yeah. I was like, Oh, like I always am skeptical of live TV or like, you know, how they get these things done. And yeah. I believe one of them was like, yeah, they, they told me to tune a guitar. They told the other one to start pacing around. I'm like, okay, so they're making this look like you guys are nervous. Like, yeah, we just want to show. Yeah. yeah. Like even when I was auditioning last year for American Idol, I got pretty far with the producers and they were, I mean, they were like asking for my sob story, like asking what yeah. was like wrong in my life. <laughs> you know, you should, like, been like, you should have been like, you're like, I don't know. I somehow got here. And then they're like, yes, yes. And you're yeah. Like, okay, I know. Well, I'm I mean, a great actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's just like, it's just interesting because it's a show. People want entertainment. They want something to like grasp onto. They People like stories. They like to see a, a story develop. So yeah. I, I don't think what they're doing is wrong. I think they're catering to their audience and they know what people like and what they want to yeah. see. They want to see drama. They want to see the sob story, you know? So yeah. I just make it harder for some of us who've just been doing music their whole life and like just yeah. been grinding at it. Like I haven't it's, had a whole lot of tragedy in my life, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's it's interesting that you said that because it's like, I look back now after kind of getting older and seeing how things work, but like there's ones of America's Got Talent when of course they had like the original cast, I'll call it on. And there's one yeah. where it's like a, one lady like flips out at Simon and it's like, you, I'm going to be huge. And then she like runs out and it's, and like, she sucked. Let's put it that way. But I was yeah, just like, yeah. okay, now I'm looking at being like, did they pay her to be like, listen, we, you know, you're not going far here, but we can make this look like you're going to be trending for years or like, you're going to be well, big if we do that. And it's even funny because I think that was like even bigger, like years ago where they do yeah. that on the, on these sh- shows. Cause now I feel like they've kind of veered away from that and they really are looking yeah. more for like talent and, and trying to entertain their, their viewers with talent rather than yeah. just like that random yeah, yeah. drama. Yeah. It's just, it's still funny to me to watch some of these shows where it's like, I think it's like the golden buzzer. Like, I I feel like yeah. we're in a world where social media, where it's a lot of negativity as it is. So even mm-hmm. if you're positive, someone's going to be negative. But sometimes oh. I look at like the golden buzzer. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get it that the six-year-old sang great, but really, really, you gave her the golden buzzer over this crowd. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, are you picking on a six-year-old? I'm like, no, 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 no. And then it's like, look at this guy picking on a six-year-old. How, how ruthless. I'm like. <laughs> All right, we're already down the rabbit hole. <laughs> she just she just got like brownie points for being cute and being yeah, sick, you know. Ex- exactly. In discussing all this as well, like, did you ever feel at times? Because, like you said, with say American Idol, The Voice, like you don't necessarily have to win all the time to get that exposure. But mm-hmm. I feel like the winner sometimes is like a double edged sword. It's like great, you won, but the other side of things is when you get older, and I'm sure you get it within the music industry. It's like okay, well. Now we got to make an album for you. It's like, okay, great. I got all my songs. It's like, we don't like those songs. We're going to help you write your songs. And you're like, no, <laughs> I don't want Sometimes it. it's just like losing a little bit of that creative control. I think when you sign a deal and that's not even just with these shows, like yeah. it's really hard nowadays to find a team that sees your vision and, and, and is willing to let you have that creative control. You don't hear a lot of yeah. artists talk about that anymore, which is kind of scary in this yeah. business. Yeah. Like my go-to example, I think, which is, I guess, somewhat interesting. And then some people will be like, geez, how old is this guy? But it's like, you know, Kesha for me, like when Kesha first came out and I was at like university, I was like, oh, it's like, I, I like, I was like, there's so much potential there, but these right. songs don't do it for me. And then when she came out with a thing, when it's like praying or whatever the one was, and this was right. like yeah. free Kesha, I was right. like, that's what I always knew she could be. And it's she not like I'm do. a music producer going like, damn. I feel like Gaga was kind of like that too. Like I, yeah. like it was just like this like radio pop that I feel like, you know, producers were like pushing on her. And then for once in a while, I'd like hear someone like, damn, she can like, she can yeah. sing. Like some of it's just like ra- robotic, you know? And right. it's, you wonder. Well, it's like, for me, it was like poker face was big when I was in like high school. Right, yeah. But then like when I started, and again, like I was like, I still like her. But then when she started doing more, like I guess it was shallow and other like well, just other with the ballads like that, that yeah, showed I was off like, her I ability. Was like, okay, she's she's a great singer. Uh, the other one that I think is interesting, which when I grew up and I kind of didn't like, was like Nicki Minaj. 
And then when uh-huh. I was like, I, I just didn't get it. Like, and there's still songs today that I'll be like, okay, Nikki, calm the, calm the F down. Chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, if you listen to The Night is Still Young, Marilyn Monroe, like, I'm just like, this, this is what I want, Nikki. And it's like, yeah, but these ones better. I'm like, you know what? I'm not there. You do what you got to well, do. Well, and that's the weird spot to be in as an artist because you have your team telling you what like radio wants and what yeah. like, like what's commercial, what's going to like hit commercially. And then there's like their authentic true self where they want to like be more artistic and like put something out that's more true to them. And you always see when that happens, like, you know, even Brett Eldridge, I know like he was putting out a lot more like radio commercial stuff for, I think his label. And now like he just put out an album, I guess it would have been last summer. And they're just like, it sounds like him. Like he's kind of back to that Sinatra sort of like, yeah, you know, in his feelings sort of vibe. And it just like, it just sounds like him. Now is he getting played on the radio? No, but it sounds like he's doing what he loves. So isn't just, that all that matters? Like it's just weird because when you think about the whole dynamic of it, it's like, you know, record companies or labels and like, yeah, you can give them the credit for success. Like no one's taking that away from them, but it's like, yeah, all right. But like, there's a fan base out there. It's like, well, now this sounds like this and this sounds like this. And then they're like, well, that's going to happen with every generation. Like fair, but yeah. if you just let them kind of do their own thing. It's like everyone kind of wins in that sense because the artist gets the exposure for being themselves. You, like the label gets the exposure for say, hey, like you found this talent or whatever, but like you're letting them Mm -hmm. be themselves. And that brings in more. Like, I think it's interesting now in a time frame where you see artists like Ed Sheeran, for example, when I was in university, I wasn't listening to a whole lot of Ed Sheeran. I stumbled across it and I was like, oh, like now I like Ed Sheeran. But then to see him now with his manager produce their own label, sign artists, I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. Are we going down the yeah. dynamic of you're going to let Macy Peters be herself? Or is it almost like, right. let's Macy be Macy. But then like three, if the album doesn't do well, it's like, okay, Macy, here's how Ed Sheeran became. And I'm like, no, 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 let her, let her figure it out. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's hard because there's a, there's a point of like development for artists. Like you want to help them grow, but it's like sometimes you help them like a label or managers and stuff can help them grow to be something that they're not. And then they get down that road and they're like how do i get back to what i wanted to do initially you know so i I think it's like to me a good example for for me now someone could argue not but it's like miley seemed to be going through like for miley cyrus to me was almost like that whirlwind of like all right when miley comes out as hannah montana i'm like okay this is her rise and then she's doing pop and i was like okay like i i kind of get what you're going for because people relate you to hannah and she was young like she was so young and then it's like country i was like okay this is the miley that i appreciate a little bit more and then next minute it's like it's like "Mm, pop pop like oh and it was like oh wrecking ball i was like what happened to you (laughs) i was like do you need to time out Miley? i honestly think that that she was like kind of rebelling to find her true self because she was like yeah. told what to do all the time you know yeah. like and then that pressure of like billy ray cyrus being her dad and being this like country icon and yeah. and like then that was like why she kind of like went into the country you know realm yeah. because i think that was like that pressure there's just always all these influences in her life and i think her yeah. like kind of doing the the whole twerking phase and just like <laughs> being a little crazy was like her being like no i'm gonna be myself so yeah. It's funny because when you, for me, and there's probably like a whole generation, it's funny to look back on generations and think, okay, like, what was their point where they didn't know this? But like, I remember watching like Hannah Montana and looking at the dad, I'm like, man, like, all right. And then like, you'd see the Billy Ray Cyrus, like uh, achy, breaky heart. And I'm like, all right, whatever happened (laughs) to that guy? And then someone would like do the whole like span slowly to you and be like, that's the same guy. I'm like, no, 
it's yeah. not. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. Like, okay. Yeah. But then there's a whole yeah. generations out there that if you mentioned Beyonce and you're like, yeah, Beyonce, Destiny's Child. They're like, what's a Destiny's Child? You're like, I yeah. have to leave. I know I'm too old. I'm then walking out of this room. Yeah. I, it's like, it's like, okay. It's like when you go to a party with your friends and they're like slightly two or three years younger than you, but you know, they know younger people and you go like, all right, I'm going to test this out at a party. Uh, Justin Timberlake, where did he come from? They're like, Justin Timberlake was always Justin Timberlake. Okay. So that's strike one. Uh, yeah. Nick Carter. Nick Carter, anybody? They're like, who's Nick Paul Carter? Like, yeah. like, I'd be like, that's strike two. Okay, the big one. I'd be like, all right. So Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus, someone would be like, I don't know who those are. I'm like, whoa, I am out yeah. of here. I'm gone. Yeah. See you yeah. later. During COVID, because I don't know whether, because I kind of kept up with you, um, I guess, in the new year, because of course I was yeah. looking at Axe and I was like, oh, it's like we tried to reach out. We were trying to set this up. Yeah, we were trying, but things got. <laughs> Things get moved around, which is fine. But I want to ask you, was it pre-COVID or post-COVID that you actually made your move to Nashville? It was like mid-COVID when I made my move to Nashville. Um, Yeah, I I moved in October last year. So like I I started my visa, like I was looking into visas and kind of talking to lawyers and stuff before COVID hit, which is why I kind of was like, well, I'm not, I don't want to put this on hold. I don't want to, you know, like I, I... and it actually, in a weird way, kind of like, because I was working as an educational assistant, that was kind of my day job back back in Canada. And when COVID hit and I lost my job and uh, all that stuff, it kind of gave me like, I mean, I was broke, but like it gave me a, mo- a moment to kind of like sit down, figure out what I want to do and if I was going to make this move. So having that time to to like sit and actually get my visa kind of all together, getting the, all the information together for my lawyer and stuff. Like it was a kind of a blessing in disguise. And I, I know like COVID hit so many people so hard and it's still affecting so many people. And I, I've been lucky. Like it's been just a blessing in disguise, kind of like one after another and just sort of worked out for me and, and moved, made the move here in October and recorded another song and put it to radio and just, you know, like everything's just been kind of like, it's been a, it's been a hustle and it's been a grind, but everything's been working out. So I've been very lucky. It's like when in my mind, it's almost like the um, the episode of Friends where like, Ra- or this, I think it's like Chandler and Rachel and Rachel doesn't want like she wants to quit the coffee house, but then like, right. she quits and she wants to go back. And it's like you and your fear. It's like, don't blame the fear. It's like, why don't you quit your job? It's like, because I'm too afraid of the fear. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I look at that situation. Because, yeah, there are times where you're like, OK, I, I kind of like the stability, but it's not what I want to do. But then it's almost like, well, if mm-hmm. I give up the stability. Then it's all just okay. Where the where the hell do I go from here? Um, I've like always been the person that is like wanting to push out of my comfort zone and be like out of stability. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like I'm just like a very unique person that way, where I'm I'm not afraid of like trying something new and and just pushing out of my comfort zone, especially when it comes to my music. Like I'm so dedicated to my music that like you know, at one point moving to Toronto, my team at the time was living there and I was like, yeah, I'll move to Toronto. And I didn't have a job, didn't have anything going on. I just moved. And it was like a little hard for a while, but I don't know. It's just like experiences and adventure, you know, like, and then when I moved back to Saskatchewan, that's kind of when I was like, okay, the next move is Nashville. And I started working on that was, you know, like getting ready for that for about a year. And then COVID hit. And and I think that was like the perfect, like perfect kind of like I don't know, obstacle that like could have been yeah. like, oh, I'm going to stay in the stability. I'm it's gonna, like a like, crossroads. 
Yeah, and it was it was a bit of a test. I feel like it was like, do you do you keep just sitting here and like waiting and staying in the stability and being in a comfort zone, or do you just like push through the ultimate comfort zone of moving in the middle of a pandemic to another country? Yeah. So, so like, I, I know with like country music, obviously, it's kind of like it'd be a silly question to say. I was going to be like, well, why Nashville? But well, yeah, we get why it's Nashville. But like, yeah. how do you make those? I guess for other people out there that maybe in similar boats but how do you like make that connection because i know with like canadian acts you can be on canadian radio yet you're like yeah. i think we had like the ccma ontario awards yeah so like the other night but it's like you know that's great you can still be recognized in canada and people will mm-hmm. love you like brett kissel for example dean brody is another one but it's like to try to break it into like the u.s market can be hard i believe dean said like I remember interviews that I do, just like snippets of them. And people are like, what's yeah. wrong with you? I'm just like, I just remember what they said. But I think well, that's like, amazing. Like in Dean's one, he was like, man, it's like, it's really tough to break it into Nashville because yeah, yeah like you can be a hit wherever you go, like say Canada, wherever you're from. But then like yep. Nashville has its own kind of beast mentality of like, hey, we want you to make a song like this. And you're like, man, like what about if I don't want to make a song like that? Mm-hmm. But yeah. how, how do you find it like in Nashville? Because obviously you get the exposure of country music you get to see acts come and walk through other up-and-coming acts itself like i believe like tenille arts is another one that's yeah kind of, right so like and then when you team up with these people people don't realize the backstory of you could be two very successful people in music and they're like have you ever teamed up against like yeah we were performing at bars like like 10 years ago i've um, known tenille yeah. my whole life like yeah, we're both so from saskatchewan go. so yeah. We like grew up. I remember like listening to her sing like a Milan like like Disney song at a competition in Saskatoon years ago. Like we we were both on Telemiracle, which is like a fundraising TV you know thing. And it's so it's just like it's funny like and we both like knew each other was super talented and we're gonna you know one of us was gonna do something one day. And uh, it's funny because every year that she'd come home for like. SCMAs after she'd moved to to Nashville, she'd always be like, you need to come, you need to come. And it'd be very encouraging that way. And it's just, it's so cool to see, you know, she said a number one and it's just like, we celebrated her ACM nomination. I mean, and just kind of like going on your, your like being na- Nashville being like hard. Yeah. I think it, it could be, it, it really could be, but I also think it can, it can be like the thing that elevates your career. Like, just the people that you meet here and the circles that you kind of the networking opportunities, right? Like Nashville is its own beast. It can be intimidating, but also if you embrace that and like go for it, it's, I think it can just be like life changing. It's like like the way I look at it too, is like there's certain areas obviously that you want to go to if you want to get noticed. And it's like, if country music, it's Nashville, right? Like, I feel like if you're a comedian, like, like, I'm not going to say like myself, but I like comedy, but it's like, right. you know, I'm not going to a Nashville to do comedy. It's like, I'm going to look no. at like New York, LA, New York, LA. like, yeah. you know, if I'm in Canada, I'm looking at like a Toronto. Um, totally. Right. But like, it, it's, it's its own beast. It's, it's like, you know, this is where you have to go. I feel like it's like, yeah, this is and like, it's like finding it. community, right? Like, yeah. you know, for me, Saskatchewan has a, uh, like a great like country music community, but it's like very small scale and there's only yeah. so much you can do there. And so, you know, I, I, I love Saskatchewan. There's like no, no hate there, but it's just like my career can't elevate in my mind. I can't elevate my career, elevate my craft 
yeah. until I'm surrounded with people who make me level up, you well, know? That, well, that's it. Like, I mean, the, the whole double-edged sword of things here too is like, you know, we look at Shania Twain, for example, in Canada or Terry Clark, but it's like, if they just kind of stayed within Canada, yes, you know them. But it's like, now when you look back at it, you're kind of like, yeah, Shania Twain is from Timmins, Ontario. And then it's like, okay, but like people might just not know that because she became more successful, but it's like, she doesn't lose her roots. It's not like she goes to Nashville or wherever. No. Yeah. Like, well, I guess it's in Switzerland. She is now, but it's not like, it's like, yeah, Shania Twain is now strictly Switzerland. I'm like, no, you shut up. That is Canadian an artist. She's from Timmins. She's done what she has to. Yes, she can go to Switzerland. It's like the same. She can live wherever she wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah imagine Switzerland. Like, actually, no, you're not. Uh, you're not from Switzerland. You go, and it's like, no, no, let her, let her just be. But yeah, yeah, it's like that's why you forget sometimes with music because you look at artists and you like their songs, you like mm-hmm. their albums. But I can't tell you where Luke Bryan is from, or I can't tell you where uh, like Luke Combs is from. But like years later, if someone's like, "Did you know Luke Combs is from here?" I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." But he's like a big name in country right. music, so what do I care? It's like, I don't care where your hometown is, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as Canadians, we're always so proud of our Canadians, like, massive success. Because, I mean, because we are we always feel like little fish in a big pond when it comes to, like, being an artist from Canada and coming to Nashville. And it almost feels like we're at a disadvantage sometimes because we're, we're not on our, our own turf, right? Like, we're not, like, this isn't our territory. So it can kind of feel that way but then when one of our 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 own like hits success to neil arts to neil towns Lindsay l like you know a lot of the girls are just crushing it in nashville right now and crushing it in the states and so it's like it's just really like we're just like true north strong and free so i want to ask you um just like on your personal interests like because I, I think it's interesting. People will tell me, like, why do you ask this question? But I'm like, man, if I'm a podcaster and someone asks me, like, how did you get into podcasting? Or like, yeah. you know, who are some of your favorites? Like, for you, for music, like, who were people that you idolized or like even took after like your musical style after? When I was really young, Martina McBride was a huge influence for me. Martina. And I think I, Martina and honestly, and, and Shania Twain, I look at those brunettes as like, because I mean, I had like a lot of people tell me like, oh, if you ever want to make it in country yeah. music, you got to be blonde. Like it just, you know, yeah, just silly Hill, stuff. Taylor Swift. Carrie Taylor Underwood, Swift. Miranda yeah. Lammer, Trisha Yearwood. Yeah. You know, like just, it was just silly. It was a silly stereotype. It really was. But when you looked at Martina and Shania, it was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it just, it was empowering. So um, I had her Martinez waking up laughing album and I, I can okay. literally picture the cover and I just like listen to it all the time. And now I'd say like Maren Morris is a huge influence for me. Just being that kind of country pop crossover. Yeah. I'd say that that's kind of where my music kind of lies in that lane. I think it's fine because it's like, if you're a redhead that want to get in the music, it's like, well, who do I look up to? It's like, well, there's Reva. <laughs> there's <laughs> Reva. Like, yeah. It's like, who else? I'd be like, It'd be like the perfect scenario where there's like someone out there that's like fine, like I like country, but I want to be in TV. But like, guy got a perfect one for you, Reba. Reba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the Judds? Didn't the Judds have? um, Oh yeah. The redheads. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the other one. I think it's like uh, I'm gonna butcher her name, but it's like uh, bye bye baby bye bye. It's like I think it's like Joe. Jody Messina. Yeah, that's another one that like I remember as a kid watching that music video. I'm like, man, that's a badass girl over there. Yeah. That's like, well, uh, now there's like, Kay- now yeah. there's Kaylee Hammock. Like, yeah. she's like a fiery redhead. So, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you, you idolize these because uh, 
they've gone on to have great success like Martina, Faith Hill. But I remember when I was younger around Christmas time, I remember Martina's, I think it's like uh runaway bride song or whatever. It was like, I, I love you or something. And then right. uh, I remember Faith Hill's uh, this kiss, but then around Christmas, I'm a kid. I, I just turn on CMT. And then there was like, uh, Christmas, Christmas, like someone like doing a parody of that. And this of this kiss? Oh my yeah, gosh, yes. Yeah. And there's like, there's like, I, as a kid, I was like, man, I like this video a lot better. And my, my brothers was like, man, you are super cheesy. That's super corny. And then when I go back to watch it, like <laughs> as a 29 year old, I'm like, that's eh, corny. It's, it's yeah. kind of corny, but I'm like, it's still a Christmas song to me, I guess. I'm going to have to check that out now because I don't think I've ever seen uh, it. Oh, I, I will send it to you, but it's like, amazing. There's, there's this ones out there that you look at parodies and you're like, oh, like I remember watching much music and they had like the cats singing jingle bells. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like whatever. But um, love it. Those are the memories I have. So I'm sorry if there's like Faith Hill out there. And I'm, if you ever have Faith Hill on, I'd be like, Faith, I love you. But have you ever heard this? She's like, really? That's what you're asking me? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah. My like dying burning question is this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you're in like a big press conference, it's like, Brian, you made it this far. You get to ask Faith any question in the any world. Question. And you have like 20 odd. And you're just like, uh, Faith, um, did you ever hear the song This Christmas? This Christmas? And she's like, how did, how did he get really? through all yeah. of you? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm a Newfoundlander. They had to have a representative here. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that's the best they could come up with. I'm like, that's yes. so funny. Yeah. Uh, but I want to ask you, like, currently, like, who are some of the artists that you listen to? Or I know you mentioned uh, Marion Morris, but like, yeah. what do you, I guess, kind of listen to or make your music what it is? I know that's like a weird way of putting it, but. Yeah. No, I totally catch you. Emily Wise Band has been a huge influence for me. She's not country, but she's in Nashville. Bill, and I actually, Crystal Lee showed me one of her newest, was she, more new. Was she mean to you too when she said it? No, I'm like kidding. No, not at all. She like <laughs> blessed me with this amazing music, um, yeah. her single New Salt. And it just, I was just like, oh my gosh, who is this girl? And I just now, I still like for the last year, probably I've been playing her whole Spotify on, on repeat. Like oh, wow. her music okay. is just it's just different and it's unique and she's just doing what she wants to do, which inspires me. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I think it's interesting. Cause I, I asked this question to a lot of artists too, like, especially with country music. Cause when you look at the old style of country, like you had your Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, Alan yeah. Jackson, now you see the newer ones where like, I, I have a TV upstairs that just my parents like to watch it. And then the, it's just a random channel on. So sometimes it's like ET Canada. And I, right. I stumbled across it one day and it's like Florida Georgia Line with Nelly. I'm like, hold on, is this is a 2011 interview. And they're like, no, they're still teaming with Nelly. And like, yeah, I get it. A younger generation probably thinks, like, oh my God, Nelly and country music. I'm like, hold your fucking roll. I'm like, yeah. there's Tim McGraw and Nelly, so calm your shit. Uh, right. But I like that the crossovers, but like, how do you feel about it? Because when you see Thomas Red, Florida Georgia Line, and they're kind of like a new wave of country, they're, there's yeah. going to be people that are like, ah, this ain't country. There's going to be, there's always going to be people, be people like that. But what I love about country music right now is it's taking a, a million different lanes. It's going, yeah. it's going pop, which I love because I, I'm very influenced by pop, but it's also, you still have Chris Stapleton. You still, yeah. you've got Cody Johnson, who is, you know, like a little, almost like mini Chris Stapleton, Trace Adkins, like, you yeah. know, like you've still got that like raw, true so, country happening. Yeah. So for the ones that are like, oh, that's not country. It's like, then go listen to Chris Stapleton. You know, like what's great about country is there's something for everyone's taste now. Yeah. And it's also bringing a lot of people who said they would never love country music over to country music. Like they're coming to country music shows because Sam Hunt 
is in country music. See and- that right there? You hear the police. That is the country police right now. They are not yeah. happy with you, what you said. They're like, they're like, all right, we got the, we got her surrounded. Tell I'm her actually surprised. I'm actually surprised it's the first time that's happened because I, I live downtown. So it's usually like a little bit more and louder than that. They're, but. Listen, they're listening into like, all right, she just told us to compare her to Chris Stapleton. Let's get her out of there. It's like, yeah. come out with your hands up. How dare you to evacuate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I think it's interesting because I, I haven't got a lot of responses on this because sometimes you're like, obviously, when you try to get interviews, some of them are so like they're big. It's like trying to figure out how they're going to accommodate the most viewership, too. But right. then I'm like, okay, well, if I don't get to have them on, I want to ask them a question. And I think for a lot of people, when you look back at maybe what we grew up with, like to me, when I see a Dan and Shay, like I love Dan and Shay and others, like with any artist, there are certain songs like I don't get it. I'm not listening to it, but I'll go back right. and listen to Aquila. Fine. I like to think in my own mind that Rascal Flats kind of set a, a, a wave for these. Totally. Like, right. And then I feel like if you ever ask Rascal Flats, you'd be like, hey, Rascal Flats, you ever hear Dan Shay? Like, really? We're on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, they are. We don't talk about you at all on our podcast. <laughs> right. So, well, in Rascal Flats, what I loved about them and what made them so different is just like the the vocal runs and the vocal yeah. ability that they would bring into into country music. Like they still had the the country to it, whereas like Dan and Shay are, you know, they're doing like a yeah. more pop production as well, like less bando. Like I think on their Instagram, like I'm so used to just seeing them sing, but then. And one of their latest videos that they're trying to promote, which I like Spotify and Instagram for this because they're trying to like, it, it's a new wave, obviously, technology. But yeah. I'm like, I see, I think, I, I don't know the difference between two of them. So I feel bad if I like, whatever. But I think it's like, Dan is singing. I think Shay is, or no, Shay is singing. Shay is singing. Like, yeah. And then Dan is like doing dancing. I'm like, man, like, relax. Like, just just yeah. do your thing. Like, this doesn't need to be at a concert. It's almost like. Yeah, we got some feedback on you guys. They love when you perform, but they want to see dance moves. And I'm like, all right, we got to do some dance moves. It's like, no. I've also just heard they're like really goofy guys that just love yeah. to have fun. So I, I think I think they're having, I mean, they're like one of the hottest duos in country music right now. They win awards every never year. ACMs. I, I've never heard yeah. of them. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I think that they're just like loving life right now. So yeah. if they want to dance in a yeah. in a video, like I'm like... Y'all yeah, have fun. Go, go for it. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. funny to me because obviously when you look back at like where, where artists come from, like if you look at their first song they ever released to now, like some of them really evolved. Like I think, I, I can't remember the first one they ever had, but like, I think when I was in university, I remember listening to a one Dan and Shay song and I was like, all yeah. right, that's cool. And then when you see them now, I'm like, damn, like, okay, you do what you totally. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think back, like one of the first songs I ever released, and thinking like where yeah. I am now. It's just like, yeah, yeah. let's not listen yeah. to that. It's, no, no, yeah, exactly. It's like some of them are really hit and miss, and then some of them. I, I like to think of even with anything in life. If you go back to listen to like the first podcast we ever did with like Jimmy Rankin, a teacher was telling me like, "Why do you sound bored? Like, why are you?" I'm like, "I'm not bored." And they're like, "Well, make it sound like you're more lively." And I feel bad because when you listen to it back, like again, you're trying to find your footing. But I think we right. had like the Arkells on when the Junos were in Ottawa. And one of yeah. my friends was a big Arkells fan. And he was like, you blew it. He's like, you had Max on and you sound so dull. I was like, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, I no. It's was like, I, I thought I sounded okay. And they're like, you should like send Max a whole bunch of flowers and an apology card right now. I'm like, okay, I will. And I just told Aww. Max, like, no, I'm like, I'm sorry. The interview was bad. He's like, no, man, I loved it. I was like, I went to my friend. I'm like, well, here you read this. Max said, Yeah, don't let anybody it. ever tell you, like, tell you that. Don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Your I friend was being my, mean. Yeah, I got to send Crystal a message then because it was Crystal. No, I'm only kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Jesus, like, I didn't um, even know you then. What are you trying to do? Blame, my, blame me for stuff? Yeah, like, no, no, no. yeah. Um, I want to play a really fun game with you to kind of close this interview out. Let's um, do it. And it's going to be all over the place. Um, okay. Do you remember, like, the first embarrassing moment of your life, whether it's, like, on stage or just ever? <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I've got two and they're both Bonus. music related. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the first one I was, I was, so I, I took classical lessons for years and would go into like our, our Spiritwood music festival, like my hometown's music festival every year where there'd be an adjudicator and they'd be, you know, like grading us on our performances. And I was doing musical theater, Pinocchio got no strings. And my last move was like to like kind of pretend I had no strings and like sit down on my chair and kind of like cross my arms and cross my leg. And I completely missed my chair and fell on the floor. And I like recovered from it, but like walked down, sat on like the, just like red cheeks and like had to watch like four other people do their, their pieces. And then the adjudicator gets up and he's like, so was that planned? And I was like, <laughs> just so and there's a whole audience there you know like just laughing and they're trying not to because like when you're in these music festival things you're like not even supposed to like clap yeah. like it's very quiet everything um second one was one of my first ever performances playing guitar and singing at the same time the microphone kept slowly moving down on me and I was like following it and somebody like I'm looking around like everybody's watching me they see this like yeah. why is nobody coming up to Someone help me? Save me yeah and finally one of the like the stage techs like come over and like fixed it as I like kept singing so it was like my first time ever singing and playing at the same time so I didn't want to stop I was like I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old like yeah. oh it was just a disaster so that was very embarrassing yeah. I, I like, I will do to make you feel less embarrassing. I'll give you my two uh, and I'll make them similar to yours. Like this okay. mic here, when I was doing an interview with, um, so it was like, we have a show here uh, in Newfoundland, but I, I guess it's well known internationally too. It's like Hudson Rex. And okay. uh, so like I was interviewing the guy and this mic, I was like, oh, he's telling me a really good story. So I was like laughing and I didn't notice until I looked at the playback, but this mic was keeping on again, going down. And then I was okay. trying to fix it. And then, He's telling me this really good story. I'm like, this is going to be a great clip. And then just drops. And, oh, and then no. all, you see is, all you see is me is like, oh, I got I to go pick up the mic. I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still listening. And then I yeah. put it here. And then I'm like, that should stay. And then it falls again. So then like, he's oh, just there no. like chilling, drinking. And I'm just still like, I was like, oh my God, technical difficulties. Good thing we're not live. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. And then my, oh my favorite gosh. one I tell people in terms of like acting, because I, I kind of like acting, but it's okay. to the point where it's like more comedy. So we had a Christmas play. I had two parts. I was a mouse. And then I had to come back and recite like a, a big monologue. I did okay as the mouse. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And you're like eight, nine. We're watching right. Christmas movies in your homeroom. And then um, she was like, okay, someone will come and tell you when you have to come out. But uh -huh. keep it in, like, keep your watch on so you know. You're telling a nine-year-old, keep their watch. <laughs> keep it on we're, time. We're watching, like, Rudolph, so I'm distracted. And the next minute, two girls come out, and they're like, you're supposed to be on. I'm like, oh, so I got to be on, like, five minutes. No. The person said their line three goddamn times. I did not show up. So then she had to close the curtains and, like, basically tell everyone in the audience, he's, it's going to be a good part. He, we don't know where he's right now. Stick around, yeah. yeah. And my parents were like fuming, and then um, oh. 
I come out and she Why has to they like, put a movie on for you yeah. guys though? Like you're yeah. in the middle of a play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I guess just to distract you. And clearly so it worked. Funny. Um, yeah. Too, like then, too well. Too well. So then she had to like mic me up. And while she's micing me up, I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, shut your mouth. You're on next. And I was like, oh god damn, I gotta nail this. Yeah. <laughs> so those were my team bear. And then I never came back to the stage ever. It's like one of those documentaries where it's like he could have been somebody, but this yeah. moment ruined him. Um, this moment, yeah. What is like outside of country music? I know you kind of expanded on it, but like what are some artists that you are probably like really into or really listening to? Like I know for myself with well, I, I I'm not a music, but I go all over the place. So it's like 1975, Luke oh, Combs. Wow. I still listen to Britney. So yeah. it's it's all over the place. The only thing I probably don't listen to is like Screamo, where it's almost like, why right. are you yelling at me? <laughs> totally. Um, you know, and I'm more like I not necessarily certain artists, but like if I just like a song in a different genre, like it's on my liked playlist, you yeah. know, like I'll sometimes listen to uh, a playlist called It's a Bop on Spotify and okay. I come across like artists that you've just never heard of and it's mostly pop music, but my brothers growing up, they listen to a lot of rock in rock stuff. So like I, you know, grow, grew up still, and I still love pop evil and like, uh, three doors down, Blackstone cherry, like lots of like, you know, like okay. more of their like softer rock stuff. So kind of grew up with that, that influence as well. And then a little bit of like that punk, more punk like Paramore and like hailstorm some of that influence too. I, I can I can kind of be like all over the place. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because like I look at today's world and like we kind of went into it a little bit earlier about like the whole evolving of music and like I don't know. I guess with age, maybe sometimes too, you look at things a little bit differently. But like I remember growing up with like Paramore, All Time Low, Loved like One Eighty Two, and I'm like great. And then like now you see a new wave where it's like Billie Eilish, um, Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's correct. And like. I look at that and people are complaining about Olivia Rodrigo and it's like plagiarism. I'm like, if you really want to go down that road, I'm like, come on, like Kanye uses sampling. Like, and she gives credit. Like, I think Ed Sheeran got in trouble one time because it was like Shape of You was like TLC. I'm like, that's why it sounds familiar, but I'm like, I don't really care. Like, because there comes a point where there's only so many fucking like- I think her defense, well, and I think her defense is that she's she's really young. Like, so she's just writing- like stuff that she knows and and yeah. she's not really like she hasn't really started to because i mean when i was that age i was i was pretty much copying my my influences you know yeah. but no i you know it's it's interesting because when that song first came out i just like went over to my friends because we all love paramore and like yeah. listen listen to paramore on a, on a daily basis I'm like it's misery business and yeah. and like I was kind of like mad about it because I was like, nobody can do better than Paramore. But yeah, like, yeah. also she did give, you know, credit where credit was due. And well, and, well, and yeah, that's it. Like, I, I just look at like, again, so many tunes. There's always so much you can really sing about. But I'm like, man, yeah. if they're going to come out as the act and say, listen, you, you were an inspiration and whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I think the the worst one I've ever heard of, I think. But I get it when you're like, there's two different sides to every story. But it's like, I think yeah. Tracy Chapman was like really upset that someone like, took fast car or like started and i'm like i get yeah, it who was I, that like, again? I, like i understand it but at the same point it's like if they're idolizing you it's like hey now if they basically said no fuck you you're not getting the money blah 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 i'm like that's totally different but if they're basically saying i'm doing this because of you and i like this song and sure i'll share some of the profit then I'm like what are you complaining about if anything they're making your music to another whole like it's a fine family. line yeah, yeah it's a it fine is, line because yeah. like if you think about somebody being a painter 
and sure. you know you've got a, a certain style you know and a vision of your paintings and somebody sees your paintings and starts painting the same things that you paint yeah. it's that, that that is as as the original artist a little bit like you could be flattered by it or you could be really like well no this is this is my interpretation of my art like yeah. make your own interpretation of your own <laughs> you know yeah. so it's like, it's like someone doing this podcast and they're like okay brian we're gonna replace you we're gonna put in this guy but he really liked you but he's gonna yeah. do the same stuff i'm like well that's flattering you it's the like, same oh, thing? yeah we're just yeah. gonna change then, like two letters yeah and then like he and like he becomes more famous i'm like okay now i have a problem <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be like frustrating because you're like the OG, right? Yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if someone comes out tomorrow and it's like, "Well, I'm not Shantaya. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you take out the A at the last A, and then it's just Shantae. like, yeah, yeah, Shantaya. Yeah. It's like she sings like the instead of have a good weekend, have a good weekday. And you're like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm a little bit. What are you doing? It's like, no, no, I idolize you. You're great, and it's like, yeah. but still, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, but really though, yeah, really though. Or um, he does not come up with your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll sing about, I'll sing about how, like, you know, when I was 13, or it was like a radio company gave me my first record deal or let me write eight songs. Oh, wait, that was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Sean Taya for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobit and myself, this is Jacob saying thanks for listening and good night. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.